Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. It is 1 o'clock. Oh, I just knocked my phone over. That's hilarious. I knocked my table. It's 1 o'clock. It's Wednesday, and this is Chatting with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. So glad you're joining us today. It's another scorcher here. I don't know what it's like where you are, but whew, it's a hot one. It's been hot these last two weeks, so our grass is getting crunchy, um, which is kind of yucky for running around barefoot. But anyway, so today I wanted to start with a little quote that I was reminded of this morning, which I think is so good. It's about discernment. And so many of us think about discernment as being knowing right from wrong. You know, what is right, what is wrong, I'm going to make the right choice. Well, this quote is from Charles Spurgeon, and it talks about, um, I don't have the direct quote written down, but discernment is not being able to know the difference between right and wrong. Discernment is the ability to know the difference between right and almost right, which is so important and so very true because you can get that little, you know, you're on the truth path and you get this little tiny bit of a lie thing and then, you know, out further, like way off track, right? So at the very beginning there, knowing that little, that little tiny difference between truth and almost truth is very important. So just a thought to put out there for you today. Okay, so today we're going to talk about curriculum by learning style. So uh, we've talked about learning styles before, generally talking about auditory, visual, kinesthetic learners. Um, and some of you probably have questions about curriculum, types of curriculum that work for those different types of learning styles. So we'll jump into that. I wanted to share with you the amplified version of Proverbs 22.6, which I think is very interesting. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and in parentheses they add, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that little parenthetical thing in the middle I thought was really interesting. Teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. So everyone has abilities and talents, right? Everyone is created with abilities and talents, skills, proclivities in some form, right? Every single one of us. Uh, so as we grow and as we're training our kids, one of our things is to help them figure out what is their skill set? What is their talent? What's the ability that they've been given and how should they use it? So what's tricky is in our... Um, current traditional type of schooling, brick and mortar schooling, um, the schooling really kind of focuses itself on a auditory or visual possibly type of learner. It's not very friendly to the kinesthetic learner. So um, that has really made us think negatively of some things, of some ways to learn. So every way is valid because every way was designed by God, by our creator. So every way to learn is valuable and valid. I read a story from a kinesthetic learner once and he was always, you know, put down in school and, and um, he became a doctor, an ER doctor, and he can walk into a room and, you know, the chaos that is in ERs, right? It's just absolute chaos. He could go in and assess the whole situation 
then take it all in and knew exactly what to do. Like it didn't overwhelm him at all. Like he, you know, because he was always kind of all over the place as a, as a learner and as he's growing up. So, you know, every skill set is valuable. Um, it's just figuring out where to, how to use it. Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, the three styles and some ways that the styles of learners learn, and then I have some curriculum suggestions later. So, uh, so like I said earlier, there's auditory, visual, and kinesthetic learners. Some folks mention tactile. Um, other places you will research this, you might also see the read-write group of learners. Just for our purposes today, I'll just focus on the auditory, visual, or kinesthetic. So there are... Um, if you Google any of this stuff, there's so much information out there, but I will share with you what I found from modernhomeschoolfamily.com. I will read common characteristics of all three types of learner for you. So you can maybe be thinking, um, about your children or yourself so that you can, can assess maybe what their, uh, learning style may be. So visual learners, common characteristics of a visual learner. They excel in art and other visual activities. They enjoy books that include illustrations. They're good at recognizing faces, remembering faces. They work best when provided an example to follow. They have good, uh, they're have they good at reading maps and charts. They like to play with construction toys and jigsaw puzzles. They're better than most at observing details. They're easily distracted by visual stimulation and they struggle with creative writing or word problems. Okay, so common characteristics of auditory learners. These are our hearing learners. They excel in music and other auditory activities. They frequently sing or hum. They follow verbal instructions well. So if you have a child that doesn't follow verbal instructions well, they're probably, they might not be an auditory learner. Uh, they enjoy talking. They listen to all instructions before starting a task. They ask a lot of questions. They learn new words phonetically. Sound them out. Excellent memory for names, dates, and trivia. Auditory learners. Okay, they like word games and auditory learners usually are able to learn times tables easily. They struggle with editing written work and attention to detail in math. That's your auditory learner. So let's moving on to the move on to the kinesthetic learner, the characteristic of a kinesthetic learner. These are common characteristics, not always, but they are highly active, doesn't sit still for too long, uses lots of gestures and body language when talking, you know, as a hand speaker. <laughs> they need to touch and feel. You know, they go around and touch everything. They got to go around and, and use their fingers and everything. They're good at mimicking others. They enjoy moving activities such as sports and dance. They usually get started on a task quickly. They're excellent muscle coordination. Distracted when they need to sit still. So if you ask them to kinesthetic learner to sit still, they, you know, can't hold your focus. They're looking all over the place. It looks like they're not paying attention. Uh, kinesthetic learners are excellent at dis uh, disassembling and reassembling gadgets. They struggle with phonics and analytical work. So those are just some common characteristics of, of the three uh, basic learning styles. Um, so the question is, how do you know what your learning style is or your child's learning style? Uh, again, you can you can 
go back and listen to that list again or go out to modernhomeschoolfamily.com. Check it out. It's out there. Um, or there are quizzes. So you can search um, learning style quiz and there's lots of quizzes out there. One of the ones I took a look at this week and I've looked at different ones over the years, but um, there's a website called Homeschool On. It's a word on with homeschool. Smushtogether.com. The dash learning style dash style dash quiz. So that learning style quiz out there, you just go and answer it for your children and they will give you a suggestion of what they believe your child's learning style is. So like I said earlier, most curriculum I think is either visual or auditory. I'm thinking about sitting in school and listening to a lecture. I mean, obviously that's auditory. Some parts are visual because you might have, you know, stuff going up on the chalkboard or the dry erase board. You might have a PowerPoint that you're looking at or whatever, but um, kinesthetic is is not used too often. I mean, labs, <laughs> that's kinesthetic learning. Uh, when we were in kindergarten and we had a lot of playtime, hands-on time, most little ones are kinesthetic learners because uh, they're moving and discovering. Think about babies who are crawling around and, they're, you know, they're putting everything in their mouths You know, they're just moving and discovering the world. So we all kind of start kinesthetically. Um, but our brick and mortar schools are definitely geared toward the auditory and visual. So, um, there is lots of information out there for kinesthetic learners. If you do some searches, um, but unfortunately at this to my awareness, there's like for our testing, when we have to do testing, um, obviously visual because your, your paper's right there. Auditory. I don't know if someone could read it to you, but there's not really good kinesthetic style testing. So maybe you're like really into this and want to design something that would work for kinesthetic style testing. So that's a little challenging because kinesthetic learners do still have the testing requirement for the state of Pennsylvania, uh, but maybe not necessarily um, a format that works the best for them. But untimed testing, do bits and pieces, that's a really great way to go for kinesthetic learners and testing. So, and something else I read recently that, that you may want to keep in mind is if your child, if you think they have ADHD, attention problems, it could just be that they're a kinesthetic learner being forced to try to learn in an auditory or visual way that's really not the best for them. So that's something to consider. So maybe you want to look into the kinesthetic characteristics that I mentioned before, see if that, you know, applies to your child and then look into kinesthetic learning uh, curriculums or activities, field trips type of a thing. So uh, going forward with this, there's some uh, tips here that I have. Learning and study tips for each of the three types of learner. So visual learners, learnings, how they learn and how they study. Here's some ideas. Give them written instructions, visual, something that they can see. Use different colors for note taking if you are a visual learner. Make and use flashcards. Create charts and diagrams. Use board and memory games. Use books with illustrations and use videos. I am highly visual learner. I can play memory like a madman. So um, I can see, like with my music, anything I've ever done, I can see it in my head. So maybe you can even ask your children that question. Can you see this in your head? Like, do you have it emblazoned in your, like, I can remember 
what a piece of paper looked like that I was reading or studying. I can remember my handwriting, what it looked like. I can remember like the colors. I can remember the color that it was highlighted in. So um, if you have yourself or your child can do that, that's a, a highly visual trait. So uh, let's move on to auditory learners. So a learning and study tips for auditory learners, they read books and study material aloud. So if they get it better when they read it aloud, or if you do read alouds, uh, I've always done read alouds for history and science in my home. And um, if you have an auditory learner, they will have no problem giving you answers to what you may ask about it later. Uh, so that's a, a hint for your auditory learner. They like things to be out loud. Um, audiobooks. We use a lot of your story hour, like things like that, Jonathan Parks or whatever. Um, really good history lessons, really good good uh, lessons that you can learn by listening to stories like that. And, and you can just you know, pop them in and go, go, go. So um, when they need to study for a test, it could be really helpful to that auditory learner to read their notes aloud. Like we teach our older kids to take notes and maybe you highlight the parts, you know, I, you know, highlight my Bible or whatever, but the auditory learner would really benefit from taking those notes then and actually reading them out loud or reading them into a, um, my son, when he's learning lines for drama, he will read his lines and the cues onto his phone and then he'll listen to it like when he's mowing or whatever else he's working on he will listen to his lines and that will and he does that more than read them so he's more auditory then um because he that's the way he learns to do his things so you can do that with test notes like if you're taking a senior high class and you have to memorize stuff for a test read it into your phone and play it back and listen to yourself saying it or say it yourself again and again out loud. Uh, make up jingles for memorizing your facts. I know Matthew C. uses this. They have a um, little CD that has little tunes for skip counting and those types of things. Uh, make up your own. Make up your own, especially if you're musically inclined and you would enjoy that. Do all of your stuff to music if it helps you. We remember commercial jingles like crazy, don't we? I mean, it's really, really um, effective. And as a parent to your auditory learner, you can provide instructions orally. Even if they take a class and they're given a syllabus with a project, with a list of instructions, and you're like, well, it's right there on the paper. But if they're an auditory learner, maybe they should read it out loud to themselves, or you can read it to them. Because it's just, it really may not sink in unless they hear it. Okay, and now learning and study tips for the kinesthetic learner. Um, you can use a squeeze or stress ball while studying. So if they have to, you know, do work, we all have to do work on paper, right? On math or your writing stuff. Maybe if they're non-writing hand, they've got the stress ball. There's all kinds of cool stress balls out there that they can use. Uh, fidget spinners, whatever, something to keep them moving, some part of their body moving. Um, I also saw something once about some kind of cool chair rocking chair thing you could attach to a table or something and that has something to put their feet on and it can kind of swivel and wiggle their feet around it's kind of really cool so if your child does need to sit and do some uh, a worksheet or some kind of writing or something or typing maybe it's just something where they can have their feet swaying or wiggling would be really helpful um, create practice tests to use before they're given a test. Change positions while doing written work. So stand, lay down, etc. There's these cool desks 
for your computer that you can raise and lower and raise and lower so they can, you know, and you can have sit on an exercise ball or whatever, I, you know, whatever. So they can be constantly moving um, in order to complete those assignments. Incorporate art or science experiments in their learning. Um, art, lots of movement, especially if you're doing big, like we have these big rolls of paper and we can make big, long things or poster boards. So, you know, there's lots of movement and covering the whole sheet and stuff like that. That's really good science experiments where they're mixing and doing and building. Really, really helpful for the kinesthetic learner. And um, incorporate role-playing activities. Well, this is interesting. Who doesn't like to act out little plays? Well, I don't know. I do. Maybe there are people who don't like that. But generally, kids like dressing up and acting stuff out, right? So if you have history, maybe you want to act out something that happened in history or... Um, something you read in an English in a book for for readers or or whatever you can you can role play anything you could pretend you're the scientist and and they're or they're the your child's a scientist and you're the student and you're role playing so they can tell you about you know what they learned about friction I don't know so um, these are really great ways to get kinesthetic learners. Um, help them with their studying habits and their and understanding how they learn. So, um, so you may be asking, so are there curriculums out there that go with this? There, there are, and actually, um, they can be cross the groupings too. Like you can, it's good to mix it up and it's good for, for all the learning styles to try and learn a little bit in the other ways too. Uh, so I was out on a website called onlypassionatecuriosity.com. Uh, they have a homeschool curriculum by learning style article out there if you want to check it out. Or at AOP, which is Alpha Omega Publishing, AOP.com also has a learning styles article out there. And I will share with you some of the, the suggestions they have for curriculum. Uh, again, you can search on this and things are going to come up. These are just a few a few suggestions that I discovered in my in my searching. So for the visual learner, here's some suggestions for curriculum. Snap circuits. Magic School Bus, Tegu Blocks, I've never heard of Tegu Blocks, but Tegu Blocks, Interactive Emergent Readers, all about reading and all about spelling. Um, and if you need your visual learner to stay focused, what, what's really great is those those big trifold, I even have some in the closet, I should have grabbed one out, those trifold display boards, like you buy those colored display boards for a science project thing or whatever. You can set it on the table around so they kind of have this little cubby hole um, so they can stay focused right in here. And maybe if even if you're studying um, math facts or something, maybe the math facts are posted on the board. But um, that's some way to keep their focus in here. Uh, so there's also Times Tales, Beast Academy for Math, and Schoolhouse Rock is actually a really good way to learn grammar things. And those tunes, that would be auditory and visual, and actually if you let your kid get up and dance to them, because there's so many of them are so danceable, all three learners could benefit from Schoolhouse Rock. So those are some really helpful things for the visual learner. Here's some ideas for auditory learners. Mystery of History. They've got audiobooks for their stuff. Really good things. Uh, Story of the World. I've used Story of the World with my kids, and they're really well written. I really enjoyed reading them. It wasn't like a textbook, but... Um, I did enjoy reading those books. So uh, any audiobook, audiobooks, anything you can find, audiobook form is great. A plus Tudor Soft Math. Sunlight curriculum, that's S-O-N-L-I-G-H-T. Sunlight is 
That's what I've used for history for years and years. It's tons of books, historical novels, not textbooks. Normally, um, just lots of reading and really good stories. Schoolhouseteachers.com. Um, Noise-canceling headphones. If you're doing audio books, anything like that, or maybe maybe your curriculum just has an audio component, your math or whatever that you're doing, get those noise-canceling headphones so they can totally hone in on just that thing and not be distracted by whatever else might be going on in your house. Um, Diddy Bugs is a CD that I saw about lots of stuff, just little ditties, like little songs. Like I said earlier, you could make up your own songs for things. Well, Diddy Bugs is a CD that has lots of little little tunes already put together for you. Phonetic Zoo, Life of Fred Math, and Sassafras Science are other good options for auditory learners. Okay, so let's look at kinesthetic options. Uh, Reason for Science Complete Homeschool Kit is good for kinesthetic learners. Handwriting Without Tears, all about spelling and all about reading. I mentioned that for visuals. Matthew C. is good with all those blocks and little pieces. Snap Circuits, again, is good for kinesthetics, too. A ball chair, I mentioned that earlier. Um, Fidgets, fidget spinners, squeeze balls, anything like that. Sand trays, anything Montessori-minded, where you're, you know, drawing in there, or maybe even hiding things and searching for them, but drawing your letters, doing your math facts in a sand tray. Lego, Lego, Lego. (laughs) Legos are great. I even had my boys build a Lego scene to depict, I can't remember what it was anymore, but it was like a castle, and people were storming the castle, and they were climbing up the walls and all that, so... My husband once also built a Roman, just a standard Roman home with a courtyard in it, based on a book that we were using. And that was, it's just great. Like, you can apply Legos to anything. They can build, you know, what you're reading about or what you're um, reading out loud to them or what they're reading about. Or while you're reading to them, they can be building. Great, great tool. Uh, Hands-on learning resources is another option for kinesthetic learners. And let's see here. I have Logic of English Foundations. Oak Meadow, and then Tactile is similar, but they have Matthew C. all about spelling and moving beyond the page is a suggestion for tactile learners. So those are just some suggestions for curriculum. Again, there's tons of options out there. If you do some searches, I'm sure you will find more. This is not the end-all, be-all perfect curriculum curriculum list for those three learning styles, but it's something to get you started and help you start thinking about about this type of, you know, how your kids learn and how you can help them the best. I think those learning and study study tips are really helpful, just understanding how they learn so that maybe you can, you know, do that, you know, give them instructions in this way or in this way, depending on their learning style. So another thing that's really helpful to know to be, um, to get involved in is a little bit of STEM. Like you don't have to do huge, like t- all kinds of STEM stuff. But I did hear the creator of stemtrainingcamp.com say that um, the the STEM stuff, you know, science and math and technology stuff, uh, it's it's actually a lot of day-to-day stuff that we do just to live, the baking, the cooking, the banking, all those types of things are those those fundamental STEM concepts. So those would be really good things to... um, look into life skills. I would, I would kind of put that into the life skills category that I've talked about before learning, teaching your kids about life, uh, life skills, because I mean, you know, baking is math. I mean, that's just 
cooking is math. It's in there. Banking, it's always good to keep a, a check register. I know a lot of people rely on their online banking to keep it for them, but man, you got it's. I still keep it. I keep my, and it's good. It's good to know what happens with your money, how it works. So if you're looking for curriculum reviews on any of this stuff or maybe suggestions, go to KathyDuffyReviews.com. That's C-A-T-H-Y-D-U-F-F-Y Reviews.com. KathyDuffyReviews.com. She reviews tons of stuff, really good stuff. Everybody loves her. Um, you can go out and check out what she has to say about what I've suggested or if she has suggestions for other things. And I invite any of you who are listening whether live or later, please uh, share your suggestions for the different learning styles. If you have something that you've used for a kinesthetic or auditory or visual learner or any other type of learner that you want to share with us so that you can help someone else, that would be great. I would love to know. It would be good to know um, what has been successful for you. If you're listening on the podcast, I invite you to send us a contact form and I will share it on one of my Q&A days. Uh, on chaponline.com, contact. You can send us your questions. You can also send us what you've used and what has worked really well. Uh, So just keep in mind, too, that kids can learn all all the ways. They just have a bent towards one of them normally or a mix. So it's it's not like you have to hone in on that one certain type and stick with it and it has to be like this every time. Um, It it can be a mix. And it's good, actually, to experience things that stretch us. So having it be super easy for us, um, sometimes it's good to be challenged, right? Good to be stretched and learn in a different way. So, but these are suggestions. I hope they were helpful to you. Please comment below with anything that you would like to share about what you found really helpful for the certain types of um, learners. And I invite your questions. You can post them below also or send us a Facebook message. Or again, use our contact form at chaponline.com. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, we will actually be talking about curriculum by philosophy. So this was by learning style. Uh, Next week, we'll talk more about philosophy and the types of curriculums that go with the different types of uh, philosophies that are out there. Uh, So hopefully you enjoyed today and we will see you back here next Wednesday at one. Enjoy your summer. Bye.